Hello, and welcome back to the Football Foundry, sponsored by Rovnate Scarves. I'm your host, James. I'm joined by Matt. Hello. Just a quick disclaimer about last week. Um, so we recorded an episode, um, and Zencaster decided to shoot us in the foot repeatedly, and zero audio files existed. Um, so yeah, we recorded last week, but... Nothing recorded, if yeah. that makes sense. Uh, and yes, I pushed record. I've made that mistake before. Yes, you have. <laughs> um, so yes, we, we apologise for an episode not being up last week. But to be fair, there wasn't really much going on last week. This week's a better week for for stuff happening. Um, and to kick us off with stuff happening, Leicester have gone and won the FA Bloody Cup. Congratulations to them. I'm well happy they did. I am actually so pleased for Leicester. Like Leicester are that sort of team that no one really hates and they don't mind if they win things. No, no. I think everyone's kind of got a little soft spot for Leicester. So I think majority of everyone, obviously apart from Chelsea fans, were happy that Leicester won. (laughs) Yeah, of course. And Ben Chilwell, of course, because Ben Chilwell, I'm, I'm sure, must be quite gutted in the fact he left Leicester to join Chelsea, played his old club in the final and didn't win it. No. So yeah, he's left a bit red faced, but oh well, not our problem. Uh, the goal itself, Tealman's Jesus Christ, what a hit that was! I took it well enough, like outside the box, top corner from decent range. It was yeah, took it extremely well. It was it was the best goal I've seen since in an FA Cup final. Should I add as well, because uh, we don't really get many brilliant FA Cup final goals. Usually it's just a sort of a scramble in a box or... Uh, there's or... been some good ones. There has, but I'm on about of recent years. They've okay. not they've not been like that that incredible. But the best one I can remember from memory is um, Alexis Sanchez against Villa years ago. I can't remember when it was, but it was years ago. Okay. Um, he's just smashed it in off bar from like 30-odd yards, okay. something like that. Yeah. But I can't think of any others off the top of my head in recent years. They've um, been like, whoa. I just think back to Gerard scoring a pass West Ham. I can think back further than that when Di Matteo scored past Middlesbrough for Chelsea. I can think there's been some good ones, but recently... Yeah, re- recent years, two teams have been too scared to commit going forwards. And the the goals aren't there as often, but... I mean, this one, even though it was only 1-0, what a cracking game, because there was the there's a 90-odd minute FA, FAR, <laughs> VAR disallowed goal, yeah. which was just, oh, God, <laughs> that is so tight. Do you think it was the right call? I do. I think he was offside, so, yeah. I, I think it was the I, right call for I Leicester. Been, I would have been gutted for Wes Morgan, probably his last game for Leicester. He comes on, like, here he is, just settle things up, but obviously... It gets smashed against him, and he goes by Sancho, and he goes in both Wes Morris. It was an own goal. <laughs> it could have been effectively yeah. his, his last ever input contribution. As a player, yeah. <laughs> Just losing in the FA Cup, uh, but no, it was it was good to see the celebrations, especially with um, oh god, what's his name? The the owner now. Oh, top. Uh, they call him top. I I don't I remember his name. It's an awkward name to say. I know that yeah. much, but it was it was nice seeing the celebrations with owner and players and fans all together. 
Absolutely. after the last few weeks that we've seen a football of of owners not caring about fans Absolutely. and all this. No, to really... see that was like a good good moment for football, really, and showed that why they deserve to win it because of the way that the owners treat the fans and the players. Absolutely. They're like all as one. Um, I kind of never seen Abramovich down there celebrating with Chelsea no. squad if they'd have won it. Um, but there was some nice tributes to uh, Vichai as well. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously from the uh, the helicopter crash a few years ago, that tragic accident. But absolutely. good for Leicester. And I think it's the first of a few things that they could go on to win in the future. Hopefully so. Because they're assembling greatness at that football club. And a bit biased that they had Gary Lineker <laughs> on the... Uh, on the because all, all the pundits seemed to be supporting Leicester, and then you had Ashley Cole, <laughs> who was obviously just there for Chelsea. Yeah. Because, um, I don't know, when 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 you're a neutral in them situations and you've got someone alongside you that supports a team in that situation, you kind of just follow that. Yes, you do. Do you know what I mean? Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like you're lent towards that, and like you could quite clearly tell that Shearer and Ian Wright were both like, you know what, like Le- Leicester's the one here, yeah, because of Lineker, <laughs> and then you got Ashley Cole just sat on the end, <laughs> just like yeah, I'm here, <laughs> yeah, I'm here. Oh god, uh, but yeah, it was essentially just a warm up to Tuesday night because we are recording on Monday, and Tuesday night Chelsea play Leicester at Stamford Bridge, yeah. so. It's a battle for Champions League, the battle for top four. If Leicester win that game, it's got to be theirs. If yep. Chelsea win, it could still be anyone's. And if they draw, it opens it right up for Liverpool to come steamrolling in. Absolutely. So, I mean, every outcome that happens from that one game is just... Pfft, yeah, there's a lot to play crazy. for still, and a lot's going to hinder off that one game. So, still could go anyway. For the second, third, and fourth place, and for the Champions League qualifying, so it's it's good. It's good to still have someone to actually play for because obviously the relegation's oh, yeah. done, the title's done. So it's just good that we still got still something. something. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll get on to a proper top four talk towards the end of the show, and we'll just quickly wrap up some uh, some other things that have happened through the week. So I mean. Alison, Alison Becker, he's not had the best of seasons. I mean, he's had he's had a completely forever changing defense in front of him due to injuries, suspensions, yeah. whatnot. He had the passing of his father. Yeah. Um, he was out of form, just out of luck, really. Nothing was really going his way, and now he goes and scores, not just a header, but a ninety-plus minute winning goal for Liverpool. No, he did well. It was a good header, to be fair to him. It was, it was probably one of the better headers I've seen recently because absolutely the direction he puts on it, it, it aims for the top corner, and you can see that quite clearly. And to, but what what baffles me is that it's just completely left. Like I get that he's an extra man in the box that they're struggling to mark or whatever. Thing is, but though, when... it isn't as if Liverpool have got every player in that box. Liverpool, yeah. you see, keeper runs up, someone goes back to the halfway line just to cover. So there should be enough for everyone to be on a player. Plus, they didn't have anyone even on the back post, so they still had yeah. a body somewhere. Like, if they had the player on the back yeah. post, it wouldn't have gone in. If they had that player marking Allison, it wouldn't have gone in. Yeah. 
And like even even if no one was marking Allison, because fair enough, you don't you don't plan for that. Maybe it's like their their training. I don't know. Maybe it's how they defend a corner. I'm not sure. Yeah. But when you see that ball coming into a certain zone, you attack it as a defender, especially when it's dropping just in the penalty spot sort of area, just yeah. before the penalty spot. You attack that regardless, and it just seems like none of them really were that bothered, and yeah. Allison just yeah. managed to knock it in corner. Crazy. Such such a strange moment. Can you remember any other goalkeepers that have scored, Matt? Scored goals? Yeah, there's been quite a few. Obviously, Premier League, you've got Smichael, Tim Howard, Paul Robinson. Yeah, there's been a few. Been a few. Arthur Boric. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no not Arthur no. Boric. It was uh, against Arthur Boric. Asmir Begovic. Bog- That's him. That's him, yeah, yeah. Um, who else? Tim Howard, did you say Tim Howard? Yeah, so Tim Howard, Paul Robinson, Smichael. Been a few. I can't remember any of those now. I think that's it, isn't it? Well, in the Premier League, yeah. Yeah. Well, Alison now joins that list. And it, it was nice to nice for his post-match interview as well, because it, it was obviously quite emotional for him. He dedicated the goal to his, his father that's passed away. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he, he thanked a lot of... Um, a lot of players, a lot of clubs that showed support through the, through what he was going through. Yeah. And mentioned teams like Everton, Man City, Man United, and he said, like, apologies to those I've forgotten, but it was clearly quite emotional through the interview because it was the first time he'd spoke, really, in an interview About since it. all that happened. Yeah. So I imagine it would be quite tough. And to be fair, for a goalkeeper scoring a winning goal like that, it's not really in his... <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, if he'd have pulled off a triple save in the last few minutes, it'd have been a bit more comfortable talking about that, I yeah. think. But because it's such an unusual circumstance that he found himself in, that I'm imagining we were a bit like unsure as to what to say about it, really. But but yeah, he's he's um he's definitely done wonders there. Absolutely, Alison. absolutely. Uh, sticky toffee. Sticky toffee. Everton remains stuck in eighth and unable to capitalise on West Ham's draw with Brighton after losing 1-0 to Sheffield United. But the talking point in this game is Daniel Jebison becoming the youngest ever goalscorer on the debut at just 17 years old. Full debut. Full debut, yeah. Full debut. Yeah. Because he came um, on for years against Palace during the week, didn't he? Yeah, and he looked, he looked all right against Palace. Um, obviously, he didn't create a goal or anything like that, but he looked he looked, he looked sharp, he looked lively, and he looked yeah. different. He, he looked decent to be faced. Got his goal. He was then became very confident, tried to dink Pickford. His passing was yeah. good. He looked, he looked, I like those. His link-up link play looked really good. And do you know what? He's... he's um, before we started playing for us, before these games, there's been rumours about Bayern Munich's interest, yeah. Dortmund. There's been a lot of... And you know what Bayern Munich and Dortmund are like for bringing in like young talent from England. Yeah. I know he's Canadian, but he's a, in a youth system within England. Yeah, yeah. You look at Bellingham, you look at Sancho, uh, who else have they got? That's it from this country. They've got um, Bayern Munich. We've got a lad, but he's going to play for Germany. I can't remember what his name is now. M- Mus- Mus- that oh, M guy yeah, begins with an M. It's like I Messiah. Can't remember, Mus- remember what it's called now. Messiah something. I don't. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they, they like to target young, uh, young players and bring them through the ranks. Yeah. Um, 
But yeah, Jevinson has now scored more than this season than McBurney and Moose, who cost a combined thirty-five million. If you want to add Rian Bruce into that as well, you can hmm. do, which makes it sixty million. So yeah, that's that's a sixty million pound player right there. <laughs> <laughs> do the math, people. Um, but no, yeah, I, I hope it. I hope he does stick around because if if he gets a few games next season in Championship as well, um, if we offload a few, like I mean, McBurney's in. In trouble at minute, in it. I don't know yeah. what's come of that, but um, for fighting in the street. Yep. Uh, Moose is just his ankles are made of jelly. Yep. <laughs> Billy Shah's probably on his on his last legs as well. To be fair, surely must be. McGoldrick. Um, I think he'll stick around, but I don't know if he's got gonna have much left in tank to keep going. Um. So yeah, I think I think having him already around could be quite good. It might mean we won't need to sign anyone necessarily. Yeah. So hopefully Brewster and uh, Jebison up front next season, and we can uh, can start smashing it again. Hopefully so. Yes. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, it's a shame we couldn't win games like this six months ago, in it. We'll be in this mess. Mm. God. Uh, Bruce, bagging manager at month. Done well, got Newcastle from 17th to 17th in one month. Good achievement. Yeah, I know. He's, he's done brilliant. Well. Um, but he was the best manager against the best team. I'll let you decide which is which, Matt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 4-3 to Man City. It was a, it was a good game, to be fair. Was... I mean, the penalties for Newcastle, some were, um, some were saying that like they didn't deserve them or whatever, but even so, the 4-3 scoreline come yeah, on. I thought, both, I thought both pens were justified. I didn't see any issue yeah. with them. I thought the, the one where they went back to check the offside, saw that it was onside, and then Ake took his standing foot. Yeah. 100%. How is that not a penalty? They've done the right thing there. Yeah, that was VAR used properly. It was. They checked to see if it was offside in the build-up play, and he wasn't. They then checked the contact on the penalty. There was clear contact, took his standing leg, done. Penalty. Yep. Agreed. Correct, hundred percent correct. And you know what, Joe Linton, good penalty. Yeah, the biggest risk was letting him take a penalty, but he took yeah, it well. Yeah, no. Then and obviously it... the second one, Willock took it. It was like, all right, then. Thankfully, yeah, that were a bit weird. That was Joe Linton still on the pitch at that point. though? I can't remember. I'm not sure, but I know Willock won the penalty when Kyle Walker brought him down for the second one. Yes. so that might be why yeah. he took it. But it's weird that the the one that doesn't isn't known for scoring scores its penalty, yeah, and the one that. He's scoring at the minute. Scott Carson saves it. I know. Prehistoric Carson. I know. What about Scott Carson? This is his first Premier League game in God knows how long, isn't it? Yeah, I'm guessing City has wrapped everything up now. They're just resting players and I thought we're going to have rest Edison for this one. Put, put, put Carson in. <laughs> random, you know what's mad? But... Get this. So Scott Carson had a pass completion rate of 90% in that game. Ooh, wow. So under Guardiola... Scott Carson has got a 90% pass completion rate Game throughout his Euros. career. Andreas Iniesta, 89%. Uh-huh. There we go. <laughs> it's sorted. It's solved. Scott Carson should be a midfielder. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Steve Bruce, right? Yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to defend him here. We're not nice to Steve Bruce. Okay. Um. Give this guy a bit of depth, right? Give him another player that's like St. Maxman. 
give him a backup or a contender for Callum Wilson next season. I think they'll get top half. Because you look at when Maximan and Wilson were both out injured with COVID. They've, they've not had a great season between them. They've both been out a lot. Yeah. And Newcastle just started sliding away. Like, they were free-falling. Yeah. But once they've come back, Newcastle started scoring goals, like, freely as well. They've been yeah. scoring a lot of goals. I mean, if they could maybe even sign, if not get on loan, Joe Willock again, that could be good for him. Absolutely. Because he's he's been a breath of fresh air for that Absolutely. Newcastle team. Yeah. And then if you've got a fully fit Callum Wilson and a St. Maximan, both fully fit and firing, I mean, get a few more in there that's that's worthy of contending those players. Absolutely. Imagine having St. Maximan on one wing and then someone else on another that's yeah. just as good quality. They'd be, they'd be laughing. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. And I do genuinely think if they if they got a couple of players like that in, they'd, they'd challenge for top half. I'm not saying they would finish top half, but it wouldn't be looking over the shoulders anymore at relegation. It'd be looking forwards, which is what a lot of Newcastle fans want. Of course. Because um, I imagine it's boring just getting stuck in relegation yeah. battle after relegation battle. No. Progression is what they're after. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace pull it back against Aston Villa after trailing 1 0 to John McGinn's tidy finish. By the way, that was a really good goal. Yeah. Off from outside the bottom corner. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, Villa ended up winning 3-2. But let's talk about Ben Tech here because he's been banging in some goals recently. I mean, we just talked about Joe Linton who's not really been scoring goals. But Ben Tech here, he went through a real bad phase of not scoring goals. He was a laughing stock at one point. He scored his last three games. This guy's had a decent season. Yeah, um, obviously he's pulled it round because obviously he was a... Running joke between us two every week about Ben Teke not being yeah. able to do out for Palace, and now, yeah, he's been able to break his bad run of form. He's now, yeah, he started scoring quite regularly. So, I wonder how many goals he's got this season. I'm just going to quickly look that up because, yeah. um, he's actually he's actually scored quite a few this season. Yeah. Uh, do, 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 do. So he has. scored Scored this season nine goals, nine in twenty nine appearances, which for Ben Teke, that's decent. Yeah, it is decent. Considering he's got someone like um, Zahar next to him, uh, Eze as Eze. well, who's been banging in goals. Like, I mean, there's there's um, he's not their goal scorer. No, that ben they Teke. rely on week in Absolutely week out. Not, no, so. I think that's a that's a decent return. That Absolutely. someone who's past thirty now is he? I don't know how old he is. I think he's in his thirties. Yeah, been his thirties now. The fourth. Yeah. Um, good to see Jack Butland back. Three years out of the game of the Premier League. Oh, anyway, Premier League. Anyways, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, always been a good keeper, to be fair, but just never really. What happened? Yeah, just never really because. Fulfilled his potential, maybe because he was linked with Liverpool for absolute ages. Then they went a different way, and he well, never. I mean, you look at let's say compare him to Pickford, right? Pickford went down with Sunderland. He got relegated with them, didn't yeah. he? And he was a young English goalkeeper, and he had a really good season. And Everton snapped him up. Yes. And Butland went down with Stoke three seasons ago, as we as we know. Yeah. And um, 
he was a really good keeper and he had a really good season. He was playing in the England squad and it, it was all going well for him. Stoke got relegated. And we were saying Liverpool could snap him up as a backup keeper. Uh, there were other clubs as well that were looking for keepers, but no one went in for him. Which was a bit odd. And it was really weird. And then while Stoke had been in the championship with him, he barely played. Yeah. And it's like there's something behind the scenes that's gone down. God knows what. But now he's obviously at Palace, which will be an England connection there because Royal obviously known what it was like when he managed England. Yeah. And he was playing in the England setups. Um so there's that's obviously why Roy's picked him up, but yeah. I mean, God knows what went down with him because he, he did look like you say he had he had the potential to keep going. Like he challenged Pickford, do whatever, just keep going. Yeah. But it never really worked out for him, so God Weird. knows. Weird. It is indeed. Um I think Eze is better than Zaha. <laughs> Just put it out there. <laughs> no, he's not. But Eze is... I prefer what Eze does. I, I, I like what Eze does. <laughs> Eze's had a very good first season with Palace. It is his first season. They're going from QPR. I'm sure it's his first season. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, no, I think brilliant. it might be his second, is it? Is it his second now? I think so. I think it's his second. Because he was with, he was with Wickham on loan. Yeah. And then I'm pretty sure he did a season with QPR. Yeah. And then Palace signed him, and I think that was the beginning of our last season. Oh, I think. Enough. Don't quote me on that. I mean, it could be his first season, but <laughs> either way, he's had a very good season. Absolutely. And it, even if it is his second season, it's a breakthrough season yeah. for him, regardless. Um, because he's not just scoring goals; his link-up plays there. Yeah. He's the wavelength that he's on with Zaha is brilliant. Yeah. Confidence is through the roof. I mean, he took that shot from from corner at box and hit the bar and and drilled bar. I mean, like his the confidence is hundred percent there, oh, yeah. and he's young. Yeah. I'd be I'd be surprised if Palace can keep hold of him. To be fair, well, we've said this forever about Zaha, and he's still at Palace. Yeah, <laughs> no. but do you think do you think Zaha is just comfortable now? I don't know. I think. Zaha's extremely good player. I think Zaha will still be wanting to potentially win stuff and play European football because I think he's good enough for it. So I still think if the the off the right offer came in for him, he'd be more than keen to go to a bigger. I club. think it Eze coming through the way that it has will help Zaha moving. Yeah, <clears throat> because Palace will see it as all right. Fair enough. You want to go? Let's get as much money as we can for you. We've got Eze coming through ranks. Yeah. He'll be he'll be sweet. And Zaha, not saying he's old, but he's, he's not as young as Eze. No. Eze's still got room to develop more. Um, so I'd, I'd, I think they'll be a bit more comfortable in knowing Zaha would leave if they were to find the right offer. Yeah, that, that makes so, sense. Yeah. Uh, Leeds absolutely demolished Burnley 4 0. Just a tad. Um, but both sides, not really anything to play for. Leeds just looking for the best finish they possibly can get. Yeah, just trying to get a top half finish at Leeds. And the way they're yeah. playing, they should get it. You'd think so. You'd think so. Uh, and as I mentioned earlier, West Ham missed the chance to keep top four alive with a draw against Brighton. Mm-hmm. Um, if they'd have won it, they could have maybe still been in contention. It'd been a big ask, but it yeah. could have still been a possibility for them. Uh, but now it is done. They just need to focus on trying to get at least 
European football because it would be a shame if they walked out of this season with nothing to show for it. Yeah, obviously they've been around the top four places for majority of the season. Well, definitely in the second half, and they just started to peter off a little bit. And if they were to come away with absolutely nothing, not even get Europa League, but you'd be good. I think now it's it's down to seven because you've got this Europa Conference League or whatever it is, which yeah, is like God, tin pot clubs, but they could still yeah. easily qualify for that. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, surely they wouldn't want to qualify for that. No. They'd, well, to be fair, they'd have wanted Champions League football. That would have been the dream. But, I mean, that's that's gone. So, next best thing is Europa League. Absolutely. And it's still a step forward for West Ham. Let's yeah, not forget that they were in a relegation battle last season. Yeah. So, can't, can't fault it. Regardless what they end up with, they can't fault it. They just need to end up with something so that they can show that they actually had a good season. Absolutely. Uh, and Southampton have just basically hammered another nail into Fulham's coffin by beating them 3-1. Mate, that coffin was already buried, so I don't think they've <laughs> They've dug it up, put another nail in, and buried it again, basically. Um, so, <laughs> let's talk about the top four battle. Um, currently, as the table stands, we have got Leicester on 66 points, Chelsea on 64 points, Liverpool on 63 points. But this is where it gets interesting because you look at the goal difference. Leicester plus 21. Chelsea plus 22. Liverpool plus 21. So, I mean, even if games went all weird and they all finished on the same points, it could literally be down to a mistake that happened in January where you gave a silly penalty away when you were winning 4-0, Absolutely. for example. It could literally be like that. It could be like when... Man City won the league thanks to John Stone's goal line clearance. Yeah. It can literally be like that. Um so I mean anything could happen in this. But Tuesday night, the thirty-seventh game of the season for the clubs, we've obviously got Chelsea against Leicester at yeah. Stanford Bridge. That is the big one. And that's what we'll we mentioned before. If Leicester win it, it's gotta be theirs. If Chelsea win it, could still be anyone's. Um, and if they draw, it is, it, the door is wide open for Liverpool to just come steamrolling in. And Liverpool play Burnley, who just got beat 4-0 by Leeds. Yeah. So, I mean, the two games that Liverpool have got, they've got Burnley and then the last game is Palace. The way Liverpool are playing, I, I think they'll beat Burnley, but I think they'll struggle against Palace. I just hope they get beat by Burnley and... They're not in contention for the last game. <laughs> what What are you seeing for Chelsea Leicester in that game? Chelsea win personally. You think Chelsea are gonna? I I think Chelsea will win it. I mean, a draw would helps Leicester. Doesn't help Chelsea. A draw, yeah, a draw does help Leicester, but yeah, then like you say, it doesn't really help. But I see it as. Leicester need to get the points in that one against Chelsea. Yeah. Because then they play Spurs, which I know Spurs are lower than than uh, Chelsea and they're not really in the fight at all. No. But it's not going into the last game of needing the points. Yeah. Because that's when the pressure really is on then. True. True. So, I, I honestly can't call who's going to get what. <laughs> 
I just want Leicester third, Chelsea fourth. Come on, just make it happen. I mean that that's the that's the realistic outcome, really. Isn't yeah. it? Like you'd think with how the season's gone, but what if Leicester are the ones that fall out of the Champions I'll be, League? I'd be gutted for them. I I honestly would be as well. Be if does winning the FA Cup soften that blow? Nope. Because this is what they've wanted. This is what they're pushing for. Yes, they've had it before when they won the league, but I feel like they weren't as the word it. They weren't as prepared for it then. They're prepared for it now. I feel like they've got the players to be able to go on and do something in the Champions League. Yeah, I think it'd be absolutely devastating for Leicester to make the Champions League. I don't think winning the FA Cup will cover that at all. They need. They are. They are right now. They need to finish there. Like, there's no other option for them. No. Um. Yeah. I really want Leicester to win it, but I think I think it's more so because of the whole European Super League thing. That's that's what really really gets me because you just see the togetherness in that club, and then yeah. you look at like Chelsea and Liverpool, Man United, Man City, and all that, and it's just it's just money in it yeah. that they're wanting. It's all they care about. But so to see Leicester in Champions League again will be great. Absolutely. Chelsea play Aston Villa in their last game of the season. So here's what I'm hoping for. Chelsea Leicester draw. Yeah. Or a Leicester win. I prefer a Leicester win, actually. A Leicester win is what I'm wanting against Chelsea. And then Leicester can do whatever they want to in that last game because <laughs> it's it's sweet. Yeah. Um Liverpool will probably beat Burnley. I'd reckon. Yeah. I'd expect they would. And then you've got Leicester against Spurs, which, like I say, whatever happens, happens, because they'll have already beat Chelsea. And then Liverpool play Palace, which I reckon that'll be a draw. And then Chelsea should see off Villa. Yeah. And that's how I reckon it'll play out. Okay. Uh, And then we'll finish with Leicester and Chelsea in it, but just one point difference. Oh, no, would it be one point difference? No, because Liverpool will have beat Burnley. Chelsea right. will have drawn start to put Liverpool on 66 yes and Chelsea on 64 no they'll have drawn so they'll be on 65 oh we're saying draw right okay so 65 yeah Um, and then Liverpool will have drawn to Palace which would have put them on 67 yeah joint with Leicester at this point Chelsea would win which would put them on 68 oh oh god then it goes down to goal difference between Leicester and Liverpool? Yeah. Assuming that Leicester get beat by Tottenham? Yeah. It would. Oh, Christ. <laughs> and look, they're on 21 goal difference between no, but them. The, but the thing is, though, Liverpool would win a match. That oh, God, yeah. Be... Liverpool would win. Chelsea and Leicester would draw, so their goal difference won't change. Le- Liverpool's will go up. Yep. So Leicester can't lose against Spurs because then... Oh, then Liverpool will get it. Yep. Leicester... Oh God! <laughs> but if if Leicester beat Chelsea, we don't need to worry about that. That's no. what we need. So Tuesday night, everyone back Leicester. Please. That's what we want. Yes, everyone out there in the footballing world, if you have a brain cell, oh, that's really rude. <laughs> if you if you have, if you anything... all hate Liverpool. <laughs> I can't believe I said if you have a brain cell. <laughs> if you 
love football, support Leicester. Even if you're a Liverpool, Chelsea fan or anything like that, support Leicester. And <sighs> Ryan Mason, your job is done as Spurs manager, so do everyone a favour and let Leicester beat you in the last game of the season, just in case it goes tits up on Tuesday night. Um, but yeah, that's that's us this week. We, as you can quite clearly tell, we want Leicester Fridge in the top four. Yes, 100%. um, yes, without doubt. And the last place can go to Chelsea because Thomas Tuchel's doing a good job. Yeah, we like Tuchel. Um, so the next time you hear from us, the season will be over. We can go through our uh, Premier League predictions and wait for the playoff games to finish, and then we can do our EFL predictions. And then we're looking forward to the Champions League final. Absolutely. And then what starts after that, Matt? Euros. Euros, Euros, Euros. <laughs> yes. And Harry Kane's getting some goals. He is. Some goals under his belt before we go in. It's Absolutely. great. Absolutely. It's great. We're all going to be drunk. We're all going to not know what's going on. It's going to be good. It is. Um. So, yeah, that is everything from us this week. If you would like to get in touch with us, you can do so by heading to our Facebook or Twitter. At Footy Foundry, Footy Foundry. And whilst you're on Twitter, check out our partners, the Beautiful Game Network, by searching for... At BGNFM. And finally, a huge thank you to our sponsors, Roughneck Scarves. They are the official scarf provider for the MLS, USL and US Soccer. You can get yourself custom-made scarf for your team at... Roughneckscarf.com. Boom! And that is us done for another week. This one should hopefully, 100%, definitely, if you're listening, have made it to air, which is which is good. Um, so, yeah, we don't have to put up another stupid tweet saying that the podcast is no longer with us. Um, <laughs> so, thank you very much for listening, everyone. And, Matt, would you like to say goodbye? Goodbye. We'll be back again next week. <laughs>